is already that time of day. The most exciting time of day, if you ask me, or any scientist out there. It has actually been proven. Well, you know, you can just lie. People believe anything wow. you hear, especially on the Internet. It's uh, true. Which, which you can find us at the CJ Morgan. Lots to go over today with our entire team and friends. Uh, should we plan a big, exciting event at the end of the year? Yeah. Will people show up? Or you, will you, it? You will better it, show up. Will it just be like my 40th birthday where we nothing happened and I got COVID? <laughs> uh, that's going to be a topic of discussion today, a very sad one. Do people want to come see us do a live show? Probably not. Uh, but another even sadder topic on group therapy today, we're going to address the saddest boy in the happiest place on earth. Spencer went to Disney and Yay. had some issues. And yeah. I, I got to say, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but man, that sucks. I, I legitimately feel... Uh, really bad for you. And I, oh, I, I, I think a lot of times when we go on a trip or something like this, or with me, with my birthday, as we call it the birthday sads. Right. It's easy to feel sorry for yourself. Absolutely. And then really start to spiral with that. But yeah. with your situation, I think it's much, much more. And it's just really a bummer. And that's why the whole gang's going to talk about it in group therapy. Oh, thank God. Where occasionally we'll, you know, get into something a little serious when it yeah. comes to mental health. Because How weird hey, is that? It, on this goofy-ass sort of shock jock show, we're like, oh, once a week we're going to be real, you know? <laughs> we're going to talk about <laughs> it. Instead of flopping dong and farts, it's going to be... Uh, what's up with our mental health? Yeah. I think that's important, though, because... Yes. W- people in radio, we're not known for being the most... Uh, Stable? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. We obviously want attention uh, yeah. at the cost of... God, it's such a bad affliction. Our sanity at the cost of our bank account at the cost of personal relationships. And that's going to be addressed today along with many, many more things. Like I said, big event we're going to try to plan and a brand new game we're going to play. Hang around. It's the CJ Morgan Show. Happy birthday, capital of the world. No, I'm not talking about the Queen in London. I'm talking about New York in New York City because today is National New York Day. Does that mean it's the day we became we became a state, one of the first original colonies? I don't know. No idea. No yeah. clue because I just use a very trashy website to figure out what every national day is. But yeah, National New York Day. Settlements began all the way back in 1624 uh, in New Amsterdam, as it was called, because it used to be a Dutch colony before the English drove them out, and it became uh, what would be now New York, the colony starting at Manhattan Island. Absolutely flourished. uh, A place that became a center of the fur trade in the Hudson River. Mm. And then uh, slowly just... Uh, grew more and more and more. By 1664 is when it officially became New York and officially uh, British, which it uh, transferred back and forth several times, often uh, without uh, bloodshed. But now it is one of the places that welcomes new Americans to America. Well, it used to. uh, And an absolutely spectacular place to visit. Definitely one of the world's uh, greatest economic hubs as well. Correct. If not, uh, you know, for a while, one of the the biggest in the world, even uh, usurping London and a great place to vacation. Um, Yeah, I got to go a couple of years ago and the food is incredible. I know it's corny to to say like, oh, I traveled to somewhere and the food was great. But man, like the little sandwich at the sandwiches at bodegas, the pizza at pizza place. 
I went to a bar where they had uh, quarter shots, and we were sitting and waiting for a friend to get Ooh, off. Quarter shots. And he's like, Yikes. three big Goombas walk in and like, ah, too bad about Vinny. He shouldn't have blown. And they were taking shots. And this other guy that's like skinny and older and dressed real nice, and he's like, guys, Vinny. And they're like, yeah, what about Vinny? And, and they were taking shots. And I told my fiance, he's like, hey, I, can I buy these guys shots? He's like, no, no, you don't talk to these kinds. Right. And I'm like, but. but I want to know what happened to Vinny, though. But they're just like from the movie. But what she's about like, Vinny? Don't. Talk to these guys. Thank God. Uh, but Thank it's God also, she was there, dude. We, we wouldn't have you today. You know me, because I just <laughs> run my mouth and want to talk. I would be wearing cement shoes. <laughs> you would have been just, uh, you know, recruited into the... <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, the city itself is just fascinating. There's no, like, one highway to get from one place to another. It's all cutting and zigzagging through neighborhoods <laughs> on top of each other. Uh-huh. Um, we got to explore Central Park, which in itself... Is massively huge. Now, have you seen any of the New York uh, countryside? I've never visited the yes, state, so yeah. I'm curious. Uh, we went to Sleepy Hollow. We went upstate uh, yeah. to the city that is the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery and all that stuff. Pretty and, rad. And where one of the like old rich family, I don't know if it was the Carnegies or not the Vanderbilts. It was one of those families that had uh, stuff up there. How would you recommend we celebrate New York Day? Does it does it uh, recommend anything on that calendar you looked up? Uh, Should you we know, get I Heart and NY t-shirts? Yes, traveling we? to New York, doing this, blah, blah, blah. I I'm know not how, traveling to celebrate. I didn't even know this was a day. I know how we're going to celebrate New York the way we should have celebrated uh, National Pepperoni Pizza Day yesterday <laughs> by getting us a pepperoni pizza. Woo! If you want to be freaked out, uh, there is a new Jeffrey Dahmer series coming out on Netflix. And now it's time for Emily's Social Cues. Welcome to Social Cues. Netflix, sure, that counts as the internet. This is the segment we talk about it because the most important thing about radio is the internet. Jeffrey Dahmer, a lot of talk recently about this uh, because a new show's coming out and man, that was a that's one of the legendary serial killers of American lore. Yeah, and it hits home kind of sort of halfway for me because my mom is from Wisconsin, so this is one of the serial killers that's like a little too close for comfort. Yeah. So it, <laughs> it freaks me out because every time I watch a documentary about him or listen or read or whatever. And he was the freezing people and eating them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was the kind of shy guy with the blonde hair and the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, which um, my ex got those glasses right before he broke up and well, good for it you. looked terrible. You're not in yeah. someone's freezer. Yeah. Um, there actually was another movie that came out, or yeah, movie that came out a couple of years ago called My Friend Dahmer, if you remember that. Yeah. And that was based off of the comic book that somebody who used to be friends with Jeffrey Dahmer oh, wow. wrote about Jeffrey Dahmer. Damn. And people thought that was weird. But this one is called Dahmer, and it's Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Uh, I'll play a clip for you real fast, but I'm not going to finish it because, to be honest, I can't even get through the trailer, and I love scary things. It's just this true crime is too much. So he's getting pulled over in this trailer. We drinking tonight? Oh, good. I just had a couple beers. Some garbage bags. They're uh, the clippings from the yard. You're 18, is that right? So you got your whole life ahead of you. And I'm not going to f*** that up by arresting you tonight, okay? Drive your ass home. So then they let him go, and, and he drives. But what's crazy is Jeffrey Dahmer this time around is ba- is played by Evan Peters from American Horror Story. Did you ever watch 
Were you an American Horror Story person? No? I was not. Yes. No. Oh, I was a giant. He played Tate in the first season of American Horror Story. Who was Tate? Um, Tate was the guy that. This is also dark. He was he was the psychopath that okay. was like the romantic love interest, and he like painted his face and walked in and and tried to. I just, you know, so he, okay. he, he fits the role. He's a creepy he dude. He always <laughs> plays looks, the creepy guys, yeah. and he looks pretty similar to Jeffrey Dahmer, which they did a great job on that. I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about these true crime like things? Because I personally don't like them that much because I think it's weird. To, I, like, do you think it's a bit exploitative or something? It, it kind of, of is. Even? Like. Like, it's also uh, it's a little too real, um, yeah. Because we we recently had what's his name playing, um, uh, not Ted Kaczynski, but uh, one of the other famous serial killers of this era. Um, I yeah. I love watching the actual shows and the investigations because it's fascinating to me that we had this period in time in the '60s, '70s, and '80s where the FBI and different agencies, like, no one communicated. And so it was actually the FBI that took the lead of building this database with DNA and information. Yeah. And you had BTK. You had um, the, uh, the Golden State Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, you had so many, like, just weird, fascinating serial killers. But when it comes to stuff like this... It is kind of weird and exploitative. It, and it becomes yeah. a weird hero worship. It kind of is. And I get it. I, I understand that a lot of this is trying to be informative and like a lot of this this kind of stuff yeah. is trying to like let people know what, you know, people might have suffered through. Well, I think there's a fascination too with serial killers. Totally. And I think there's an air of myst- mysticism or like magic or romanticism yeah. even to it. When yeah. in reality, these people are just messed up in the head and don't yeah. always have the best upbringing. So hopefully that'll show some of that at least to where it's not so unique necessarily. Exactly, because there's the whole argument about, oh, if you if you create these types of things and, and make them, you you want to popularize it. People, people are going to want to start killing people to make themselves famous so they could get their own little movie or TV show. Hard, harder to do these days. Uh, I was yeah. thinking of what I was specifically trying to think of earlier. I had to Google it, but was when Zac Efron played Ted Bundy. Yes, yes. That was, that, to me, that was really bizarre because he's like a weird. heartthrob. Exactly. And he's yeah. playing like one of the most evil people in existence mm-hmm. also fascinating that so many of them they just uh caught they still haven't caught the zodiac killer they Which think they know wild. who it is yeah but btk was recent um the was it the golden state killer that they also because of 23 and me just caught so it is like this whole yeah. fascinating error that people look back and get excited about but in reality it was scary because yeah. people used to leave their doors unlocked and these yeah. people would go into homes and mess with stuff. And, and it's, then, it's super different now because we have social media. We have those we have ring cameras. cameras. We have everything else. But think about back in the day when there was none of that. And if there was some killer or there was some sort of news, it might. if you're in Texas and something happened in Wisconsin, it might take you, I don't know, at least two or three days yeah. to actually hear anything about yeah. it. Um, so I don't know. I I might try it out. Okay, I, I, I think say. I, I might try it out just because I love Evan Peters, but I'm a little gonna, too close to home for you and the ex boyfriend with the glasses. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> lock my doors at night for sure. Things kids aren't ready to hear, but they need to hear. <laughs> Matt Bearden's back. 
Well, making your first appearance of today, actually, for the Parent Pickup. Uh, that's right. And uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, it's a cool, well, really, I think this is one of those things that's mainly stolen from Reddit. But lots of good quotes, stuff that I saw that was great to tell your kids. It's important stuff that they may not want to hear, but that they should hear. Like uh, number five on this list, getting good at stuff will take time. Sometimes lots of time. And sometimes you'll spend lots of time on something and you still won't get good at it. And that's the human experience. I, I can't think of anything better. I know that my kids struggle because if they try something, well, they want to be great at it right away. And they get very frustrated. It's easy to give up. It's really easy to give up. Uh, there I are wanted some- to play guitar. Exactly. That's a great way. You see guitar, you see somebody yeah. playing it, and, w- and what you think is... Rules. Not that you want to learn guitar. Most, bits, most people never say, I want to learn guitar. What they mean, if even if they say that, is... I want to play guitar well. It's a long step to get from step A. Very, very to step much. B. And what I was told when I was younger too is the best way, if I really wanted to be good at guitar, would actually be to start with piano and learning music. Correct. And I was like, I don't want to play no friggin' piano. I don't want to do all the steps. I- Here's what's really frustrating: is that you might have a friend at school who's really good at guitar, and it makes you all the less likely to want to put in the work. Some people have a natural talent. They pick it up, they learn it very quickly. Some people you meet, and you haven't seen the hundreds of hours of practice they put in beforehand. You just think, well, I want to be like that. I want to do that with my fingers. And it doesn't come that easily, and it's a really important lesson to learn early, early on, because I think it's something that, as adults... I mean, everyone listening to me right now has something that frustrates them where you're like, yeah. why am I not better at this? Yeah, um, playing uh, um, not Dark Souls, but um, Elden Ring. Oh, man. Why can't I beat those stupid knights? So hard. Along those same lines, uh, another one is being, and I think this is really important, especially because so many of our kids are on the internet. And guess what? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Even though this is parent pickup, I think this is for everybody. Wow. Are you ready? Being controversial isn't the same as being interesting. <laughs> Correct. Mm. Wow. Damn. Can, uh, I, can I, I say that to every politician on my timeline for the last week? People love the hot take. It's become a whole personality now, right? Yeah. The hot take. And I think a lot of people think, oh, uh, it, that looks like a club that seems popular. They get lots of likes and reshares. I also could be a hot taker. And uh, they're right. Being controversial, it gets, gets you lots of likes and it gets attention. But I don't necessarily want to hang out at the party in the kitchen listening to the hot taker. But man, is it fun when you meet somebody who's genuinely interesting and you leave a party and think, my God, I could have heard so many more stories from them. They were a really interesting person. Now, the instant gratification of likes and retweets and attention... Boy, it is powerful, and it's hard to teach that the long game is a better place to be, right? Right? I don't know. Sure. This worked for it worked for Stephen A. That's Smith. It. He's the most famous sports broadcaster, all because he just has a hot take and bashes the Cowboys. Who's Stephen A. Smith? ESPN commentator. <laughs> no, I know. Guy. I was trying yeah. to make the yeah. point of oh, it's not as on, cool man. as being interesting. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, those are two things. I will explore this every once in a while. Things that your kids don't want to hear, but that they should hear. He's like the store brand of funny. CJ Morgan. CJ Morgan. On 101X.
Ranking sna- stadium snacks according to, well, me and my expertise. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! Yeah, let's rank the top 10 classic stadium foods. More and more ballparks, soccer stadiums, football. They're trying to get too cute and too crafty with all kinds of over-the-top promotions and fun things like that, which, again, are fun. But I'm talking just the classics, just the easy snacks. Wow, you mean they're trying to apply to a, you know, a pl- <laughs> sorry. It's all marketing Appeal gimmick. to a broader audience. No, God, the words, what are they? It's all just a marketing gimmick. And here's my thing. When you go to a stadium, you don't have a lot of space. You have a very small confi- confined area on a bench. You have to clomp over people to get there. So you need foods that are portable and easy to contain and okay. not going to get too messy. You know me, mustard always on my pants. Uh, yes. Number 10. A pretzel. Pretzel handheld, easy. Sometimes you got the cheese dip. Should be able to get in and out with that. Number nine, a pickle. Pickle. Pickles. Comes in a bag. And, and what else is good about the juice. the pickle juice, Spencer? It's yes. juice. It's just a brine. But yeah, whatever. Not being tough. Point being is it uh, <laughs> gives you those electrolytes. It tastes good. This I just is... ate the rest of Emily's pickle. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number eight, if you want a sweet treat, churros. Also, yeah, handheld or on a stick. Nothing beats a churro at the ballpark. No. Uh, number seven, this might violate a little bit of my talk about the gimmicky things, but anything in a helmet. Whatever is in a helmet. See, I knew you liked it. It's gonna be great. I knew you liked these gimmicks and this pageantry. Come only, on. only if it's in a big ass <laughs> helmet, because then you can scoop it, you eat it. It's all self-contained. You're well, not having a, a bunch of paper and napkins. Then you just plop the helmet on your head, and you're supporting your team <laughs> right afterwards. Uh, number six. This was my top tailgate food: a sausage wrap, easy, portable, and more importantly, yeah. filling. You're sitting there drinking beer all day. Uh, number five: peanuts or popcorn. Is it messy? Yes. But it, it's a good snack to continually just yump, yump, yump. Well, also good for throwing down, you know, farther into the row, you know, if someone's At annoying people, you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and then you can secretly hide it better. Yeah. Uh, number four, a hamburger. Mm. Got to have a hamburger when you're at a ballpark. Number three, nachos. Nachos can cause a bit of a mess. And I'm going to say with the hamburger and the nachos, this is my halftime snack. Uh, you don't take this back to the stands with you. You sit down in the concourse. I was going to say, yeah, this that, one's the, the hamburger is the one that's sort of shirking all the rules right now. It's the messiest. You take it to a different area. You usually have a little container yeah, with it. Yeah, you sit on a table. You sit in the concourse with this. Yeah, you don't take it back to the stands with you. Okay. Uh, maybe even a hot dog. Hot dog, can you, is it portable? It kind of comes. They usually come in a sleeve at the ballpark. Yeah, but, but again, they're, they're sneaky. They can get that mustard on those pants, and you don't want that. I always get the mustard on my <laughs> pants, Spencer. Uh, but I'm going to say, honestly, the top snack at a ballpark, the number one item. It's portable. It's easy. You can carry it wherever you go. I'm going to even say beyond the ballpark, but at the county fair. Yes. You go get you a corn dog. Yes, it also doubles as a weapon, which we've mentioned. Correctamundo. Uh, take a couple bites, throw it in the front row. <laughs> or team up with uh, everyone on your row and, and form a phalanx with your corn dog spears and, f- and use your use your anything in a helmet on, as man. your shield. And then look at that. You've, you've, got, little, you've got the Spartans right there. It's a little too much uh, forethought and, you know, organization for a sports fan. No offense. No, man. We're, we're going to do it. If you talk crap about that, there's going to be a corn dog. Phalanx coming for your ass uh, very, very quick. So there you go. Those are my top stadium foods. Did I leave anything simple out, anything good? I know what you're going to say. Uh, well, what about funnel cake? 
Funnel cake is the single messiest thing you can get at a fair or a ballpark. Yeah. So, no, funnel cake did not make my list. You want a sweet, you go with a churro. I a lot agree. less messy, a lot less sticky. Uh, at the CJ Morgan for your takes. The saddest boy in the happiest place on earth. Earlier in the week, we discussed uh, Spencer's trip to Disneyland. And now we're here for group therapy with Emily, Matt, myself, CJ Morgan, and, of course, Spencer. Whoa. To talk about, are you the problem? Am or I? something else the problem? How are... You had some sads at Disney. Oh, the, yeah. the, the happiest place on earth. That's the trademark, right? Yeah. Well, for the week that Spencer was there, they rolled out a giant banner on the on the castle that said, This week only, the saddest place on earth. Aww. <laughs> is Eeyore a uh, Disney character? <laughs> yes. That's yes. That's okay. what he there you go. You're the Eeyore. Yeah. Why uh, are you sure mother. you were the sad guy? I was the sad guy. There was one day in particular where we didn't go to Disney that I was a sad guy, actually. So, uh, Because you didn't go to Disney? Or you well, just were no, the sad guy? We were at Universal Studios. Uh, they were there. Uh, Harry Potter World? Treasure uh, They're Adventure Island where the Harry Potter World okay. is. And they're a bunch of cool coasters. Turns out, I'm a little too round to go on these coasters. No, no way! Yeah. No! Now, uh... Like they told you that? Or you just... They have these, thank God, they have these, the like, seats test at the seats front. that yeah. you can get on before you go in line, so you don't have to doubly embarrass yourself. It's only out, you know, about around the other chubby people as well. The first one I get in is like for the Hulk. It's like some Hulk coaster. And I'm like, surely I'm going to fit. Yeah, the Hulk. This is for the big guy. Yeah. Um, and go you, to sit down. My butt won't even fit in the little like weird uh, bucket thing. They won't let thing. you do two seats? I've had to do a two-seater uh, on a there coaster. There was no, no two-seater format. The ones that are molded and you sort have of, to fit in it. Yeah. 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 So I was like, I can't even sit down on this. I didn't even bother bringing down the, the bars. I'm not going to sit there half with my ass floating in the air a little bit. Be it's dangerous. Flies off. So you I, were... They built coasters for non-Americans? Is that what you're telling me? I, I mean, know, how do they design a coaster? Have Have we seen us? I think these are designed <laughs> all in Japan. That's why. And they're like, they, they in their minds already made them for Americans. Right. They just didn't realize how American we are. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh no, I can't ride this one coaster. Oh. That's cool. The Velocicoaster is, you know, on our next stop. I'll try that one out when we a have a dinosaur chance. dinosaur-sized yes. machine. Uh, turns out, butt did fit in the seat. Great sign. I go to pull down the bar. <laughs> now the gut's in the way. Aww. Can't suck it in enough. And you're pretty Sucks. tall. Now I'm starting to get a little upset. I'm like, uh, one, it's getting close to lunch. I'm getting a little hungry. Two, this is the second rad coaster that I've seen yeah. that I want to ride and get those thrills on that I can't. And so I start getting bummed out a little bit. I'm not really making it outwardly known, but by the time we get to like Harry Potter world... I'm just like, screw it. Give me all your stuff. You guys go on this ride. I'm just going to wait here. Oh, no. Because I didn't even feel like checking to see if I could fit we're on. All the, we're all the kids. This, this was Hagrid's motorcycle ride. Hagrid is the giant. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, you walked if up, I didn't there was fit like... on the Hulk, I'm not going to fit on a damn giant's ride. So I just sat there for a good hour and a half, like stewing, being sad. Um, it sucked because uh, I didn't know how to not be sad anymore. How to pull yourself yeah. out of it. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just literally something I could And especially control. when you're over like around that many people and you're with family and yeah. you kind of have this responsibility of like, oh, I'm going to drag everybody down if I feel like this. So no, that's yeah. a tough spot to be in. And it's not fair. You should you should be able to ride those coasters. I, I think it's a scam to get more money because they know that by doing that, especially around lunchtime, you're just going to go depression, <laughs> eat a bunch more, yeah, and they're, exactly. they're, char- they're charging $52 for a single chicken finger, right? Yeah. So they really are scamming all of us, I think. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to come back on group therapy, and we're going to discuss more of the saddest boy in the happiest place on earth and how do we fix it.
It's group therapy where we all f- try to fix each other's problems. Emily, myself, Matt, Spencer in the room. Uh, Spencer, you went to Disney World in Orlando, and it's supposed to be a fun, nonstop, happy place. But occasionally, as we all know, when you're on vacation, when you're around a lot of other people, there's a lot of stress that comes with it. Oh, yeah. The traveling, the getting to point A to point B, dealing with other people's emotions and interactions with other humans. The blisters from walking eight, six to eight miles a day. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, but you were saying that you started to get really upset because you couldn't fit on rides that you could. Hagrid's motorcycle. Well, I was going on these other rides that were like interactive stuff, things like that you could fit in. Not stuff I was genuinely interested in, but was having fun doing. Like, for example, the Jimmy Fallon race through New York ride. How, does that sound appealing to anybody? No. It it wasn't. What, what no. do you just laugh at your own jokes? Yeah, for like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you race Jimmy Fallon. It's a 3D ride. Get kicked whatever. out of bars. So, but, uh, did you, do you think you got, did you end up getting pouty about this and you feel like you brought down other people's time? Oh, or Potentially, because I think my sister ended up skipping one ride when we were like heading back, the Spider Man interactive ride or something. So I felt bad. I kept trying to encourage them to go do rides and stuff like that. Because at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to ride anything today, it looks like. Uh, I'll hang out. We'll get some lunch here at one of the random places. Like, I think it was the uh, dinosaur park. So we had some, like, chicken. Some South American food. Uh. But I felt bad. I felt like I was bringing them down. They didn't say otherwise. I mean, they're my sisters. They're not going to try to beat me up or anything. No, they're they're not going to beat you up. But at the same time, you, you might be... You might be kicking yourself harder than you should. Like oh, it's maybe. not it's not anything that's your fault. And I mean, it wasn't like you, man. Oh, I oh, my best friend uh, has a brother that is a handful, and this kid, anytime he's an adult now. Okay, he's literally married, and he still to this day when we go to a theme park when we do anything, if there's one thing that doesn't work for him. He turns around and he's like, I want to go back. I need to go to the hotel. Give me the keys. And uh, it's just, it just becomes rough, yeah. all about him. People. And then we all have to, you, you know. feel bad if you stay behind. Yeah. But, but at the same time, he makes it all about himself. And it doesn't sound like you did that at all. Like, it just sounded like, you know, you, you just had your well, moment. And I mean, like. Well, we were supposed uh, yeah. to come back later that evening for like the Halloween spooky stuff. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to go. Yeah, and they were cool with that, but I was just like, did they too, go? They did go. Okay, well, then they they enjoyed was the issue. No, no, that's the thing. The time is... I was there, I wasn't like, hey, I really want to get the f out of here. Uh, I, I was know, like, I was just hanging on and can trying. be harder uh, done than said. But do you? And maybe this is the thing you you talk about later with somebody who's an actual pro and not three radio jackasses. Uh, excuse me, I am a pro. Of two feelings. radio jackasses. Thank you. Um, but how do you? Is there a way that when these things happen, it doesn't immediately affect you in in a ugh, way where you're like, ah, no big deal. I mean, I know that's like I said, harder to do than actually than to say. Yeah, do it. I yeah. have some of the same tendencies that you do. Like when something goes like that, I'm like, this. I, it makes me angry. I'm like, well, yeah. ah. I've yeah. become able to compartmentalize it and then explode months later. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I, compartmentalizing and not dealing with it is, is it's tough. But I I can get through things very quickly sometimes, and that is where I struggle with my partner because if there's an incident, I'm over it and yeah. I'm ready to move on and continue the day. She stews on it and starts to like really spiral, and, and I guess that's the thing: is how do you, Spencer? When you're at that moment, be like, I got to get over this. I got to get over this. My therapist suggested a couple things you might want to try called self-soothing. Okay. The quickest and easiest is to take some cold water or ice. Just put it on your neck. Put it on your back. 
just that instant sensational change like can sometimes help you like just snap you out of it's it. It's a complete mm-hmm. shift or you know I've talked about this on mushroom trips if you're starting <laughs> to go downhill change the song and go into another room song lighting go into another room so change your atmosphere where you're at <laughs> and this even though you couldn't get on any rides another part of self-soothing sometimes is treating yourself Buy yourself an ice cream or uh, a corn dog. Sit on a bench and uh, direct Instagram to some hotty thotties. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. much. That, wow. That's, you know, some some tips because you don't want to you don't want to look back and be like, man, Disney sucked because I was sad the whole time. And it's easy oh, to do no, that because no, then no. you yeah, start spiraling no. harder. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it is it is valid for you to to feel, to feel that upset. way. Yeah, yeah it I is. Should. And and I feel like a lot of men don't talk about. I don't know. I might be just assuming, but a lot of men don't talk about sexist self image. No, no, That's like true. people don't like to talk about like their image, and in a lot of body uh, positivity isn't really spread towards men because right now it's all focused on women, which we need. Trust me, we need <laughs> we need that too. Yeah, but your like, bodies are way more jacked than ours. But like Look at it's, how fit we are. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it happens, and you yeah. know, it's it's hard to. I know for me personally. If there's something like a bad picture of myself or, or, you know, there's another scenario and I look at myself, I'm like, oh, God, I hate my body. You got to remember your body is what takes care of you. That's what allowed you to walk around all of Disney World. And there are a lot of other people who can't even do that. You know, (laughs) your body takes care of you. And, And I mean, the thing is, is those rides like. They said it was probably made in Japan for tiny little people. I'm a double XL in women's clothing in Japan. Fun fact. Me. Ooh, that's nice. Me. Yeah. Little Isn't Emily. that wild? It's just <laughs> things, like things are something. not the same. I wear a lot of Japanese women's clothing. Yeah. Also a double XL. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, hey, that's our time for group oh, therapy, Spencer. Okay. I, Thank you. I, Thank I you. think you're fixed. Ted Lasso's back, but not where you're, you're expecting him. Time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that video games, sports, my passion, television. Yeah, give me some Ted Lasso all the way. And uh, we're going to see Ted Lasso very, very soon. Not necessarily back on television right away, but in the new EA FIFA 23. Uh, They added... AFC Richmond and Ted Lasso uh, are going to be a team that you can play in the uh, latest FIFA video game, which is one of my all-time favorite video games. I'm very excited for this release because, again, it's going to have the uh, full-on updated Austin FC. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) cool. But also Ted Lasso. Let's uh, check out the teaser trailer. He doesn't do things conventionally, but then again, none of the great managers do. He's proven he belongs in the game. He didn't know a thing about football, but that didn't matter. He's someone you just can't help but root for. He knows how to block out the noise. He's a great manager and an even better man. And if you tell him I said that, I will brain you. And now he turns around, and it's in video game mode. Whoa. Yeah. So in the new uh, FIFA 23, you that's, can... Uh, that's silly, but I like it. it. It is, and a lot of people are actually upset over it. Because um, FIFA sucks, for not two, the game. <laughs> for just two the reasons. No, it's more just the, the fans absolutely uh, suck, and uh, soccer fans over the globally are just very, very, very annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
two prongs of being annoyed at this on the internet when everyone else is just like, ha, that's cute, that's fun, that's cool, whatever. You don't like it, you don't have to play him. But I think it's neat that you could possibly do that yeah. uh, because it's going to bring some fandom and some attention to FIFA from elsewhere. But purists are like, it's really insulting just to add a make-believe TV show team to it. You're some, sorry. Insulting? You're still playing a make-believe game in yeah, front of you. Correct. It's not a real soccer game. You can create your own player. You can yeah. create your own dynasty team. Shut up. Wow. Uh, and then people are also upset. I guess uh, earlier on, like there were some leaks from FIFA 23, and people are saying that they spent, developers spent, apparently, it looks like, a lot of time on the uh, AFC Richmond and Ted Lasso characters from the TV show. But a lot of the other ones don't look quite as developed, and like actual real players right. don't look as good. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of, they're, well, they're kind of frustrated by that. They were getting paid to do that specific sort of content, I think. And the rest is just like, ah, we'll just use skins from the last game, probably. <laughs> Could be. Might they're be. They're known for doing that, I know. So. But uh, either way, it's uh, another reason just to be excited about the uh, the new one. That's um, wholesome. Literal <laughs> Ted Lasso. Like, he's, he's on the pitch. Like, let me show you this. Vo- it's voiced by him too and everything by oh, Jason yeah. yeah like just look at him it's Jamie and I forget his name so it's the team or is he just the coach Both. it's Both. the team it's AFC Richmond it's the team oh, with the adorable. actors from the TV show oh did I sound like a guy and and uh, Ted Lasso so yeah it's a whole cool thing <laughs> I love it I'm all for it and really gives me something uh, even more to be excited about Already stalking you. Stalk back at the CJ Morgan Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. One oh one X. The sweetest thing happened to me this morning, but um, I, I don't really know where to go on from this. The sweetest thing happened. Welcome to the leftovers. Emily's back with us to talk about what she didn't get to on the morning X. Yeah, and on the morning X, I think I've mentioned it a few times on here too. I like talking about my neighbors, and I am I'm a young twenty four year old who, for some New reason. Place. Yeah, I, I live in a new apartment, um, but for some reason in the section or the building that I live at, it's all young people. And at my old yeah. apartment, my next door neighbor, uh, Jackson, was one of my buddies. And we used to, like, hang out sometimes and we would, you know, help each other by, like, he had a cat, I had a cat. So we would, like, take care of each other's cats. I want that. I want to be friends with my neighbors. I've been here since April. Very important to, to, for me as well, I think. It's like I haven't made as deep of a connection with people. Um, the ones across from me, I, I hang out with sometimes because our balconies are right next to each other. So if I'm outside uh, and he's outside, then we get to talk to, to each talk. other. Yeah. And we like to get drunk and, and <laughs> do other things and then like talk to each other across about ph- philosophical <laughs> stuff and then whatever. And he's very sweet. And uh, but there's a couple that lives right next to us, and I always see the girl, and she's always like taking her dog out, but she's very shy. But the boyfriend I barely see until these this last week. So I left this morning to go to work, uh, and I get to the station around like a little before early. six a.m. Yeah, a little before six a.m. So it's very early, and when I leave, I'm halfway done with my whole routine. My hair isn't brushed. I brush my hair in the car. Like I do everything <laughs> yeah. that I can to sleep in in the car. Exactly, to just as long as possible. <laughs> I, I, I it. call it the bargaining. That's yes. what it is. You're like, yes. okay, well, if I don't shower, I can yes. do this. I could brush my teeth in the shower. Blah blah blah. You yep. you just yep. five more five more minutes. Yep. Five more minutes. Exactly. So. 
because I know the only thing that I have to do is leave my apartment, lock the door, turn around, go down the stairs, and then walk to my car and get in my car. That's the only time, and I never see anybody. But this week, every single day, (laughs) I have seen my neighbor, like the boyfriend. And he's so nice, and it's progressed into a friendship. Because at first it started off where we were both, like, locking the door at the same time. We just kind of looked at each other shocked of, like, oh, there's a human here. Like, because I never see people until I get to the station. So I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. We didn't say a word to each other the first time. We just awkwardly went down the stairs. So he's going to work, too. One behind the other one and left. The next time we said a hello, we were like, morning morning Mm -hmm. went down the stairs didn't talk this time around this morning going down the stairs and uh, i didn't say good morning to him or anything yet because i and then his girlfriend came out she kissed me whoa this turned into an adventure Uh, but he went down the stairs and i was behind him but i hadn't said, said anything he hadn't said anything and he like went over to the ledge and put his bag down for a second to like rustle through his bag. I think it was an excuse to talk to me. I think it was like, okay, this is awkward. I should talk to her. So let me just, you know, pause for a second to wait for her to come down the stairs. And then, and then I, and then I said, okay, good morning. And he goes, Oh, good morning. Are you going to work too? And I said, yeah, I'm going to work. And he goes, Oh, what do you do? And then we had a whole conversation about what I did. And I said, Hey, you should listen. 101.5. That's us. <laughs> and then he goes, Oh, cool. And I forgot to ask him what he does because I was so oh, tired. That I was I, curious. So I was just talking about myself. So then he interrupts and he goes, Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to work, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't ask him. What an a-hole. Like, I yeah. just talked about myself. Yeah, you're so used to talking about yourself on air that yes. it bleeds over. So he, he's a personal trainer, and he works for a gym. That's and what you've been looking for. Exactly. Whoa, and so he was like, oh, I'm a personal trainer. And I stopped, and I go, wait, what? Whoa. Really? And he turns around, and his shirt says personal trainer on it. And he, like, points at his shirt, and he goes, yeah, I'm a personal trainer. If you ever need any personal training, like, let me no and i go okay seriously i'm going to hit you up and he was like oh okay haha then he walked away and i got in my car and i sat there for a second before starting the engine and i go i'm gonna hit you up seriously emily that's what you're gonna say he's the first person that i talked to in the morning that early and i said it's oh drawing. yeah i'll hit you up and it was so sweet and he was so nice and whenever i went to leave and um backed out my car his car was a couple of rows down, and I could tell he was about to back up, but then he saw that I was trying to back up, so he stopped and let me go first so that I could get to work Very first. neighborly. It was so <laughs> sweet. So I'm hoping... That you'll end up in a throuple. And, <laughs> and, and in, in some good shape. Polyamory. I mean, yeah, that there would be go. great, too. I was going to say just to say hi to him every morning, but throuple works, too. We're about to beat San Antonio and something else, not just college football roadrunners. Hey, <laughs> got you good. Uh, but by 2040, we're going to surpass the San Antonio metro population. And I thought, you know, surely we were already close. 2040 seems a long way away. But anyhow, uh, according to the Texas Water Plan Development Board, we are going to surpass San Antonio in metro population. That is all the surrounding area. Uh, we're going to grow more than 70% over the next 50-year time span, uh, becoming a 
mega massive city. Don't worry. We'll be dead. We don't have to worry about it. That's true. Uh, But the city of Austin will then finally be bigger than San Antonio. Moving up in the market. Wow. Uh, That's expecting zero growth from San Antonio, or does that factor in? It's just that our growth is a lot faster. Yeah. So it's it's not saying zero growth, because as a matter of fact, San Antonio's booming, too. Yeah. The entire I-35 corridor from, I mean, there were years where the fastest growing cities in Texas, in the in the country, were like Leander Cedar Park, San Marcos, yeah. New Braunfels. It's just nonstop all the way down uh, to San Antonio. So I was thinking, what are some other things that we are better than San Antonio at? Mm. Different kind of stuff. Let's start one with radio. Uh, San Antonio or Austin? You got to go Austin yeah. very easily. Um, uh, we're amazing, obviously. Correct, uh, correct. Here, ESPN is a pretty good station. I hear more live local personalities. <laughs> not a yeah. bunch of weird Billy Madison chuddy wads that yeah. are like, oh, I, we're gonna make Harold Graham fart in the fart box, and, and yeah. then you know, actually, we do that same and kind sh- of stuff. Well, um, yeah, but shout out to our public radio as well. You know, KUT and the likes of. No, uh, let me edit that out. We do not talk about the competitors hey, here. Hey. All right. Radio, we'll call a draw. Uh, live music. There are some good venues down there. There's that is uh, some true. good bands. They, they get a lot of harder rock bands that play and right. bigger ones that do uh, the AT&T Center. That's where the Spurs play, right? That's but correct. Uh, I'm going to say day to day. Average anything you can pop out and go see. Uh, straight up, man. I, I completely think Austin's better. I think so. Uh, much better live yeah. music scene. I'm going to give us that one. Uh, Stand up comedy. Oof, they got some good clubs. A few down they there. They have in San the one Antonio. in the River Mall. Uh, well, hey, man, don't discount that one just because it's on the Riverwalk. But uh, Vanessa Gonzalez, Martha Kelly, Mike yeah. McRae. We have better and more comics living here. No matter what your scene is. Yeah, we got a bit more. I think we've got mm, everything. I think so. I'm just going to say yes, because screw it. Yep, let's reward Austin for better comedy scene. Uh, Better waterways. (laughs) You know, they have the River Walk, a lot of fun restaurants on it. Yeah. We've tried to emulate that, and it's just become hobo cesspools everywhere. But we have Lady Bird Lake. We have Lake Travis. We have all this beauty. I'm sorry. You've got to say yeah to Austin, because where else are you going to stand up paddle? Better waterways. Uh, Food. This is a tough one Mm. because there are some amazing places in San Antonio. I've been there. Uh, The the big debate is breakfast tacos and Mexican food. I'm leaning more towards San Antonio. But I'm going to say overall with just the restaurant scene, Austin. You think so? Completely. I wanted to give him a tie, but hey, it's not my show. Uh, Sports. This is where it gets tough because you have the legendary San Antonio Spurs. Ah, yes. Versus Uh, Austin. The University of Texas. Yeah, Our pro team. Plus we have a... Austin uh, FC. Damn it, dude. We also have the Round Rock Express and Cedar Park. I'm counting them. Do we still have the ice bats? Uh, maybe <laughs> somewhere. I'm, you know what? I'm giving us sports, too. Especially oh. just how incredible Austin FC is. Uh, affordability. Considering Austin people are moving to San Antonio. That's, San Antonio. Yeah, that's definitely going to them. Thanks, uh, San Antonio. No, really, thank you. Here's another tough one. Overall stuff to do. Hmm. They've got six flags. They've got, uh, you know, I'm not going to count floating the river. That's more New Braunfels. Uh, but they do have, they have the water park. They have the whale killer place. They have uh, your your San Antonio Spurs. 
Riverwalk, hmm. uh, a good historic downtown. These are just sort of tourist things, except for the downtown, of course. Uh, we've got sports. We've got live shows. We've got, well, we don't have theme parks. That's all we're missing, I guess. I mean, you can, you know, we got a water park we somewhere got And then up at Round Rock, we got the uh, Kalahari Resort stuff up there, too. This is tough. Stuff to do. I'm going to say Austin's more. I mean, because there's more hike and bike trails and green belts okay. and swimmy ways. So okay. I'm, I'm going to give us that one. Uh, last I feel but like not we're least, a little biased here, but uh, that's okay, right? I think we're being accurate and, and, and <laughs> as okay. informal as okay. we can. Historic buildings. Oof. Historic buildings. You can't go wrong with that Alamo, can you? You got the Alamo. That's if you close your Jeez. eyes and you're thinking of Texas, you're going to think of the Alamo. Uh, even though it was a bunch of racists that had been kicked out of their own states and were too stubborn to leave the Alamo and join up with Sam Houston's army, which is what they should have done. Okay, but that doesn't make it any less historically significant. Sure, you also have the hotel where Teddy Roosevelt recruited the Rough Riders because he wanted to get the United States involved in a war with Spain, which we should not have been in, but he was very yeah. much into imperialism. What do we got here? The capital. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of our oldest... Uh Masonic Lodge? <laughs> Is that... I think you got to go San Antonio. San Antonio, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that makes the final score Austin 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, San Antonio 2, and who is the best city with the best, coolest stuff? <laughs> what about good looking ladies? Yeah. Yeah, we got that? That's right, baby. Hell yeah. Sub girls. Did you know? We're about to know. Everyone's going to know. It's our uh, fact-finding segment here on the radio station. Uh, my theme for this week kind of been movies so far. I don't. I don't know why. I guess Matt Bearden started that on Monday. But uh, yeah, uh, let's do it. Did you know? Tell me. Before Alicia Silverstone got her big start in Clueless, uh, there were actually several big-name, now-known, even then-known actresses that auditioned for the lead part. Uh, went to Alicia Silverstone, obviously. But uh, amongst the names, Angelina Jolie. Wow. How much does that change that movie if it's know. her? She always makes me... The the role I picture her in when I close my eyes, I'm like, that's Angelina Jolie. That's yeah. her. Is uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. I for feel, some reason. I always feel like she's a little more pouty. Maybe it's just her, her face and lips. Well, also more, more like edgy. characters. Yeah. Like she was, wasn't she in ha- Hackers or was that one of those hacking movies around that era? Uh, she was. That, that was one with... Girl Interrupted. Like where, you know, her characters are a little bit more yeah. edgy or damaged or... So, you know, it's hard to imagine what she would have been like in Clueless, actually. The, the hacker one was with John Travolta, right? I think. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I got the literally right here at my fingertips, but let's oh well. move on. Uh, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Uh, probably biggest uh, thing is her uh, uh, Legally Blonde franchise, but yep. I think I think she would have been good in Clueless. This other one, a big movie star at the time in, in all the kind of horror genres and other things, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, cool. Also passed up for Alicia Silverstone. Clueless, I need to see if that still holds up. I remember watching it when I was younger. I liked it. Girls were cute in that. And I was growing, I was becoming a a young man burgeoning into... It's got got my man Donald Faison in it as well. Oh, yeah. Faison. Paul Rudd that never ages. (laughs) Uh, Who, wait, yeah, there's a weird thing where, like, he was the older stepbrother, and there maybe a little bit of of grooming there. I don't know. Mm, Let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Did you know? (gasps) Tell me. There have been 44 live-action Hollywood movies adapted from video games, starting all the way back with, I, li- I did like this one, the Super Mario Brothers Woo! one, John Leguizamo. Terrible, Terrible back but Back in 1993. It. So bad, so uh, good, though. Yeah, but it was uh, we were kids then, and it was 
Awesome. Dennis Hopper, my man. He was King Koopa. Yep. Uh, that's very, all I remember. Very bad Dennis Hopper back in the day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, 44 live action movies starting 1993, but it took 34 movies in 25 years before they ever did better than 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. The first one being. This was Angelina Jolie, Tomb right? Raider, Tomb Raider. Raider. Those were entertaining enough. Uh, 2018 had 52% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, yet uh, whew, 25 years for them to, yeah, to get that right. Nothing has been good, and it's like there's so much you could pull from these games, and you just don't do it. What is What's my favorite video game movie? There are so many ones that I'll watch because Mario. I like them, yeah. but it's just they're Oof, not... Man. They, I don't know a, what it is. They just really skip over like dialogue or characterization. They're just like, ah, the video games are all about the gameplay. Let's try to do that somehow. Like, it becomes no. it becomes the action instead of the movie being good. That's what it should be. They Man, ruined dude. the Uncharted movie. That is literally a story-driven like action game, and uh, somehow they ruined it with um, what's his name? That guy, Tom Holland. Oh. Who I thought was all right. Uh, Red Dead Redemption movie. Oh man, that's gotta that, be a, that game's all just dialogue and that's stuff. That's gotta be a series or something. Yeah, I guess you just call that a, a western. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Okay. Did you know we got what three, did you know two facts so far? Nerds. Uh, did you know <laughs> the longest serving mayor? This is not movie related. Um, it's all right. The first couple were. I know, but I wanted this to all be movie-related. Did you know? <laughs> I've ran out of movie-related did-you-knows. More, oh, no. Maybe more tomorrow. The FDA's warning you, and you're not listening. To people behaving badly, a special two-day, two-part persons behaving badly, where we oh. render upon yeah. thee our judgment of who is the bad in society, in the world, this very day. And like I said, yes, it's a special two-parter, because yesterday the internet blew up over people cooking their chicken in NyQuil. <laughs> uh, the big story is the FDA says to stop cooking chicken in NyQuil. It was on TMZ, New York Post, CNN, local news, everywhere reporting this new trend of people doing what? Cooking NyQuil. Yum. Uh, using it as a, a base, a right. nice roux for their chicken. But here's the deal. What the FDA said was um, basically cooking it creates a harmful chemical that will kill you if you ingest it. Mm. Uh, and everyone is like, this is a new dangerous trend. Kids are doing this on TikTok. It's happening everywhere. So I said, show me the videos. Right. You did your research. You're it, on TikTok. You would have seen it by now if that were the case. If this is such a big trend on TikTok, why is it only TikTokers stitching over videos and saying it's a big trend? Yeah. No one can show me that there's actually a trend called the NyQuil <laughs> challenge of cooking chicken with NyQuil. But oh wait, we actually do have oh, man. a source video. You were getting so pissed yesterday. It's because it's stupid. I know. <laughs> Here's the source video, by the way, of actually uh, someone doing just this. My wife got sick last night, so I'm cooking up some NyQuil chicken. I've done this in the past, and usually I use about, you know, four-thirds of the bottle. Season that NyQuil in there just at the right temperature. You're going to want to let it sit there and sizzle for about, you know, five to 30 minutes. Oh, sometimes this steam really makes you sleepy. Woo. What you're looking for is that blue color right there. Drain the unused right back into the NyQuil can, just like so. And boom, NyQuil chicken. So that is the video causing all the kerfuffle. Oh, kids these days, they're they're boiling 
Chicken and NyQuil. Did, mm. did, did you catch on by listening to that? Did that like strike you in any weird way, Spencer? Uh, the fake redneck voice. The I do this for my girlfriend before. The I eat cook it for five to thirty minutes. I mean, did you think it was a troll? Like I think a, this is a parody. Yeah, yeah, I think this is just someone doing a dumb right. bit. He even says like, "Ooh, you get a little sleepy when you breathe those fumes in, or something." Right? That's not real. <laughs> no. Yes, like there's not a goddamn trend on TikTok of kids doing a new social media challenge. It's not real. And then what's happening? What is real? What I do see when I go to TikTok. I see idiots like this, who the news and everyone else are overreacting and freaking out over nothing, and this is this is what you get. Why is no one talking about that people are dying because of this sleepy chicken trick? So, but, uh, no, no one's dying. Okay. No one's died. There are no reports of death. The FDA just overreacted and said, hey, don't cook chicken with NyQuil. Yeah. Now everyone's making it into being something that's not. It, so, no one's dead. So are you saying that people are being, like, baited into believing this? Yes. Would you say they've been masterfully baited? I would say wonderfully with a finish. Excellent. <laughs> Right now, the internet is freaking out because people have discovered the new Tide Pod trend. Apparently, people are boiling chicken with NyQuil, which is cough syrup. And this sleepy chicken is killing them because people don't know that if you boil cough syrup, the chemicals in the medicine become lethal. Yes, that is the only part of accurate information in this entire stupid thing. The only truth, the only thing that should be reported is the FDA says not to cook NyQuil and chicken because it's poisonous. Right. But the whole saying, this is a new TikTok trend, this is a thing that teenagers are trying, sh shut up! It's not! I agree. You want to make it the new Tide Pod trend? Then keep talking about it, because now people are going to effing try it. Oof, man. You stupid news, social okay. media, influencer, okay. garbage bags. You are today's okay. person behaving okay. badly. NyQuil chicken thing, not Oof. real, until you made it real. Oh, man. Calm, we need to calm you down. Let's get some... Uh, NyQuil. Yeah. NyQuil yeah, right yeah, now. Sounds good. I need soothing. It's not even good NyQuil. What's going to be this year's hottest Halloween costumes? It's Clickbait Corner. Emily's done the research. She's looked at the list, and we're going to predict what all the kids out there are going to be wearing. Well, mm -hmm. by kids, I mean people your age, Emily, people that still people might. dress you up still and go dress party up, for Halloween. Right? I do, but I only need to make an appearance, and then I take it all off. Because it usually involves well, a lot of like, armor and yeah, but you like to do your stuff. quick changes anyways. Yeah. You change throughout the party. I and, do, I do. Yeah, TBD on that one. Um, sure, cool. I'll, I'll start reading you a list. Um, the first one I'm seeing here that I I Queen do Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Actually, this was probably written before that. Okay, so because that's got to be a t or zombie Queen Elizabeth. There's always yeah, whoever the biggest death is yeah. is always one of the one of the things. Absolutely, yeah. usually it's the oh too soon bro conversation. Yeah, it's always that, like oh yeah. that's awkward. Uh, this one is pretty relevant, especially for Austin since he's playing six nights here or something wild. Harry Styles, eight hundred dollar tickets, six nights. Yep. Harry yep. Styles. Harry Styles. But you got to wear a bald cap. Oh. <laughs> and get a wig. Yeah. I like that. Yep. Uh, next, we have Handmaid's Tale, which is dark in many ways because it's dark because the you know, recent Supreme Court overturned. Yeah, overturned. Versus but Wade. then the new season of Handmaid's Tale just, just re was released. So I can see that being a thing for sure. Um, Batgirl. 
I uh, guess because the, the, the movie was canceled. Was canceled. Yeah, um, after it was pretty much done, right, Spencer? I think a lot of it was done. I'm not sure. I just know that they invested 90 mil, and they were like, "Yeah." No. Another one which I've seen a lot of on TikTok at actually at like conventions is the Fembots from Austin Powers. Making uh-huh. a comeback. Yeah. Whereas somebody's Austin Powers and they have a bunch of like the pretty blonde girls with, with the, the pink with the pink hoops. Yeah. <laughs> and the gloves. Um next is Umbrella Academy. Because I believe there's a new season. Oh, of the final Relic. season had come out. Yeah. I'm is, this, done. is this clickbait brought to you by Netflix? I right. guess so. Uh, the next one is Moon Knight. Mark Spector from Moon Knight. Okay, that was that, that was Knight. not Netflix. That's relevant this yeah. year. Yeah, sure. So it's a was costume. Homelander from The Boys become a huge meme as yeah. well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Top Gun, which remember we talked about how a lot of guys my age are growing out the Miles the Teller, yeah. Miles Teller stash. It's your chance to show that off in public. So the Top Gun thing, Elvis, I guess from the new yeah. movie, Bratz dolls. What? Why? Is there another movie coming out? (laughs) I mean, I don't really know. Um, Colonel Parker would be fun from the Elvis movie. Which one is that? I didn't see the Elvis movie. Oh, it's his manager. Oh. Um, Played played (laughs) by Tom Hanks. By Tom Hanks. Oh, my gosh. With the classic, like, meme scene that goes, he's he's what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, House of the Dragon. That's definitely going to be something. And then the last Here's two. my problem with the, those kind of things and oh. why I have trouble. Because I do want to dip into other things, but yeah. wigs are very expensive they, and they very hard to maintain and take care of. Sure. So and if, they look bad if you don't if you get party correct. city ones. It can, don't it get can party ruin city your costume. A bad wig will ruin it, so that's 100%. why I stay away from a lot of that stuff. Well, if you ever need wig help, hit me up, because as a cosplayer, I know the ins and outs of every single wig ever. So I'm telling you, I know where to get it and how to I style it. I have a box it. of them downstairs in the radio station. Oh, dear. Really? Okay. Cheap ones, though. Um, and then the final two are Stranger Things, specifically Eddie Munson from mm, Stranger yeah. Things. And Dudes are dressing like him day to day. Yeah, exactly. And Chrissy. I've seen that as like a couple's costume recently, where Chrissy, the cheerleader, the one that... Dies at the very beginning, spoiler yes, alert. Yes, uh, oh. You know, everybody, were sh- they were shipping, shipping. You know, they wanted Eddie and Chrissy to be together because I oh. guess their chemistry was so interesting. Fun fact, whenever they were filming they filmed that scene where she died or the scene where they're like talking about drugs and like sadness and stuff on the bench together they filmed that as one of their last scenes um and not in order and there was so much chemistry between the two actors that the directors regretted killing off Chrissy because, because she could have been a they yeah. didn't realize how how it's much the same story as in season one mm-hmm. um and then finally which I like this one, and I might get on board with this um, because of also the new movie coming out, Barbie and Ken. Yep. Yes. Makes sense. Okay. Yes. I'm going to yes. be my best Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys going to be for oh, Halloween geez. this year? Do you know yet? Is it too early? Well, I'm trying to put together a Once Upon a Time Hollywood, a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood themed movie yeah. where I have uh, several costume changes I will be doing, but one of which I'm excited about, uh, I'm going to be... Um, when he's playing, um, when he's on the Western set and he like soaks his face in ice and he's like, you had to have eight damn uh, whiskey sours. <laughs> um, when he's telling him to be uh, uh, evil, not Hamilton, evil, uh, evil Shakespeare, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that Leonardo DiCaprio. 
I want to do Cliff Booth when he's on the boat with the spear gun and the flops and the goggles. If you haven't seen this movie, you don't know it. So I, I'm going to be obs- <laughs> no I'm going to be obscure references. I'm not going to be okay. anything like too I was about clear. to say because you need to make sure to leave some room for the actual guests of the party since you're going to have oh, like five costumes. Don't, you don't want I'm, them. I'm to taking do it. ones that hopefully people I don't think are. I think people are going to be the Manson family. They're going to be celebrities. Mm-hmm. They're sure. going to do that sort of thing. But I kind of want to be. Over the top, out outside. Okay, ones. that's fun. What or about I'll just you? Stay home. What are you, no what are you doing, Spenny? I just like to be happy. Oh, the, the dwarf, even from... for one day. Add Radio. CJ Morgan on. Wait. Artificial intelligence. There's no way to control it. We're all gonna die. Greetings, listener. It is now time for weird or wired. It's Weird or Wired, Matt Bearden, or Robot Matt Bearden, Ghost in the Shell AI. He's here. Yeah, uh, first of all, I just want to play a little bit of this to you from Amaze Labs. Uh, and it, pretty much the thesis is right here. You ready? Artificial intelligence has made our lives easier than ever. But experts warn that if it gets too smart, it might actively start working against us. So what should we do if that happens? According to a new study that was recently published in the Journal of Artificial Intelligence Research, there may not be anything we can do. The re- oh! Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, great job. We're, we're already done. But yeah, we know this. I mean, uh, every movie from The Matrix to stuff in the 1930s has shown us that yeah. uh, AI will eventually decide that uh, organic Gee, life. I wish we had a better warning. Yeah. Well, they say that there's things they can do, like you can write into the code, like be kind to humans or whatever. They the said the three laws. That was iRobot, right? Yeah, I think so. The, the, the biggest problem, though, is they're saying that in order to figure out if an AI is trying to hurt us. We would have to write a simulation that's smarter than the AI itself, which we wouldn't be able to do because then we would already know the AI what the AI is up to. They're saying, uh. look, once basically once you set AI in motion, you're not going to be able to control it. It's gonna skynet us, yeah. It, it is. It's gonna kinda skynet us. Uh you wanna hear a little more of this? Uh absolutely. The researchers outlined that how to know what to do if an artificial intelligence takes over would require a simulation of a superintelligent AI. We would then need to analyze and control that artificially created superintelligent and likely sentient being. But the problem is humans can't yet comprehend what a superintelligent AI could even entail, meaning it's impossible to create that simulation, and it would likely be impossible to control that AI even if we could. With the study's authors writing, quote, this is because a superintelligence is multifaceted and therefore potentially capable of mobilizing a diversity of resources in order to achieve objectives that are potentially incomprehensible to humans, let alone controllable. So, there you go. (laughs) There's really, uh, we're going to be smart enough to make the thing Hold on. That gets rid of us. We're going to be smart enough to make, I don't get that guy's voice. It's like nerd, but fake newscaster. Right. Uh, It's because this is... Is it a robot? It's an actual program that, that takes what we've written and what you were listening to just now... Was an artificial human robot voice. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. It did sound a little off, didn't it? It did. But guess what? That was a robot talking to you. (laughs) And in order for you to figure that out, you're going to have to write a simulation that's smarter than you, which you can't do. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Matrix. You're inside of it. (laughs) Anyway, it's reached the uncanny valley. Yeah, it's weird, 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 and it's scary, and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to go home, and I'm just going to curl up and drink. I'm going to Google Turing test and learn how to administer that, right? That's how we figure out if they're robots. Good luck, man. But they beat it. 
Damn it. Yesterday was National Pepperoni Pizza Day. And at some point during the program, Spencer, I don't remember exactly when I did it, but uh, I just stopped and had a weird, not epiphany, but I was just thinking of when it comes to the United States and food or fast food, junk food, we'll just say food. Yeah. If you live in a foreign country, if you're in Poland, if you're in Myanmar, if you're in New Zealand, and you think of Americans and like, what is the American dish? The, it can be really cliche, uh, but two come to my mind: pizza and a hamburger. Yeah, pizza and a hamburger. I guess hot dogs. Like I think it was, I brought that into the discussion as well. Hot dogs, I think, are uniquely American, but that's usually relegated to stadiums, things yeah, like that. A little bit of a lower tier. Or, not, not a ton of gourmet hot yeah. dog places, or you can't go to every day. You, you, it's easier to get a pizza or a hot dog or a hamburger, or yeah. have specific pizza and hamburger geared restaurants. Plus, if you're thinking fancy wieners, you're thinking more like brats or some German sort of food, things like that. Yeah. So. Um, also, uh, chicken nuggets, kind of very, true. very American, very good. but still not up there with these two. Championed, of course, by fast food, where I think the hamburger gets a lot of uh, its recognition as well. Um, so, yeah, the hamburgers, pizza. We can take stuff and make it more American, right? Uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, ta- that's exactly what we've done with pizza. I would say tacos are even pretty much American to this point. I mean, Taco <laughs> yeah. Bell is one of the biggest restaurants, uh, fast food-wise, in the in the country. But I figured it out last night. I figured it out, and here's how. I remember as a kid, even as an adult, my little sister, okay, um, wherever we would go eat, a Chinese restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, an Italian restaurant, she doesn't want whatever the fare of the local place is. <laughs> Luckily, every kid's menu, every restaurant like that has a side menu. And I closed my eyes and I thought deep and hard on that side menu at the Mexican food restaurant where no one in there speaks English and abuela's back on the grill, abuelita, uh, what American item is on that? Is it going to be a slice of pizza? Is it going to be a hamburger? I feel like it's a burger. It's a hamburger, yeah. Spencer. It is a hamburger and fries. Mostly because I feel like hamburgers are a little bit easier to prep, you know what I mean? Completely just agree. throw the meat and patty down, and then you're good. You well, just need the other ingredients. You would also have to have a pizza oven, maybe, if you're really <laughs> going to be cranking out slices. Yeah. So I, I agree, but I think I think that settles the debate when it comes to like what is the quintessential cliche American food. Yeah. Got to be a burger. You I don't, think so, and you I'm see okay. Bur- you see a hamburger at a Chinese food buffet. Yeah. You, you don't see pizza very often. Not rarely. Often, no. If ever. Man, that bums me out, but not because uh, I'm a, I, I hate hamburgers, but because I was really rooting for pizza, too, you know? I know. <laughs> I we, love pizza so much. We got so, so excited yesterday. I used to be uh, in denial that I loved it so much, but uh, I would. there was a time several years ago in a depressive you know phase of my life where I ordered like Domino's like four times a week. That's sad, but that's Very also. Sad. But I was like, I don't like it. It's just convenient. It is. That's that's the other thing that you got to factor in is if you have a, you have a bunch of kids at a birthday party that you got to order food for. You're not getting a bunch of burgers. No, no, you're getting a bunch of pizza. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Maybe mm. the debate's not settled. I'll, I, again, I think the only way to find out for sure is to uh, if you. Recently moved to the United States. Right. What what fatty food is our main thing? What is our dish? Hey, Mima, uh, I've got some advice for you. Um, I, I know that you love your grandkids. Um, you're very excited to be running for political office, whatever that might be. But uh, don't don't listen to your grandkids when they suggest that you do a hip rap. Mm. Or I don't even think this came from this lady's family members, but someone had the idea 
to put her up to this. Oh, I think I know where your head is. Yes, um, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like it's something she would have come up with either, you know? It doesn't. It doesn't um, have that like bombastic personality that might think, hey, I can do this too. And the, the other more uh, malevolent, malevolent thing about this is, did someone in her campaign do this because they knew any any press is good press? Like, any kind of attention will help? I guess. Uh, what we're talking about <laughs> is a Senate candidate for the state of Utah, Linda Paulson. She does a rapping campaign ad. It's gone viral. It's very, very, very cringe. And I'm yes. just sad that this poor old lady, Yeah. she's... She, she's on the internet now. I'm forever going to be known. She's That's not. Right. She's not going to win this election. Like this is some low budget stuff. Campaign yeah. politics, especially <laughs> at the state senate level, very very expensive. Uh, but this is for forever what she's going to be known for. And that's how we're going to end today. You're welcome. This is going to be stuck in your head. I'm sorry. Poor me, ma. Hey, Utah District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. My name is Linda Paulson, Republican and awesome. Love God and family and the Constitution. I tried to get another conservative to run. Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I'm pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police, the right to bear arms and the right to free speech. I want less government control and regulation, want to stop and expose all political corruption, where's integrity, morality, accountability. Government programs should lead to self-sufficiency and support traditional family as a fundamental unit of society. But in schools, they're pushing for new beliefs. And just to clarify, as a female adult, I know what a woman is. I love this country. It's a blessing to be free, but freedom comes with responsibility. The Constitution needs to be protected, not changed or disregarded, but resurrected. If you share my values, if you like what I stand for, then give me your vote on the 8th of November. District 12 needs a choice. Let me be your voice. Linda Paulson. Linda Paulson for Senate. It's the C.J. Morgan Show on KROX FM Pewda Austin. 101X.